Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Do you want a break from the ads? Not really. I like them. You like them? No. Well, if you're not a freak like Anna... You can join our Patreon for $5 a month and get so many exclusive tings. Yes. Like ad-free episodes. Hell yeah. Exclusive voting power on, on one of the books we read a month. Democracy. Behind the scenes content. <gasps> and an exclusive secret Patreon, secret podcast. The secret podcast. Called Ask Anna and Austin. Yes. Where Anna and Austin, which is me and Anna over here, answer questions that you ask us the patrons yes ask us things and we will give you the answers <laughs> and we'll add reddit questions because they're horrible in there i yeah truly so go to our patreon it's in the description become a dear reader today get access to the content and get our love and admiration forever hell yes also fuel my coffee addiction i'm a millennial <laughs> this is an Encounter Co. podcast. Enjoy. Good morning. And welcome back to Reading Isn't For Kids, a book club review podcast where two grown adults read and review children's chapter books and sometimes comics. My name is Austin. And my name is Anna. And this morning, we read... Junie B. Jones and that meanie Jim's birthday. By Barbara Park. Barbara. This was written in 1996, so I was a year old. So how are we doing this morning? I'm so, I'm so tired. Now you're tired. We could have done this earlier, but what did you want to do instead? Watch Wednesday Adams. Yeah, you wanted to watch the last episode of Wednesday Adams, the show that we're about a year late on. I know. <laughs> I wanted to watch it. I don't know, man. Well, I don't want any, any sass. I'm not giving no sass. It's currently. Almost midnight. Did you read this one ever when you were a kid? I don't remember this one. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember this. I remember the birthday party, and that's like the birthday party scene in the in the beginning. But that's about it. I never read any Junie B at all because I thought it was for girls. Your like kindergarten teacher didn't read it to you. No. What did she read to you? Chicka chicka boom boom. Okay. Will there be enough room? All right. That's all I remember. I was a uh, didn't really, I don't remember too much of the the grade school. So. Hell yeah. So weird energy in the studio today. I'm just sleepy, man. Well, I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Um, 
I didn't care, so. We are uh, fully live on Patreon at this point, and yeah. got a couple lovely dear readers. Yep. And we are killing it and crawling it, so. Krilling it? Are we whales? <laughs> Maybe. I just, like, opened my mouth and I got fucking those hair teeth. <laughs> oh my god amazing so yeah it starts off with Junie B. Jones eating some cake drinking chocolate ice cream drinking chocolate ice cream <laughs> and chocolate milk sorry and with she, Lucille yeah with Lucille because it's it's Polly and, Polly and Puffer. Puffers it's Polly and Puffer's birthday, and their mother is a nut. A chocolate nut. A chocolate nut. Because it's chocolate ice cream, chocolate cake, and chocolate milk. That's a lot. That's a lot of fucking chocolate to give a room with probably, what, like 20, 20 kindergartners? Maybe, yeah. But yeah, so they all eaten, and... Polly Ann Puffer gets all hyped up on sugar, <laughs> puts his cake on his head, and then laughs so hard that chocolate milk comes out of his nose. Yeah, and Lucille says she wished she didn't see milk nose. Or nose milk. Nose milk. <laughs> Sorry. And then uh, Judy's like, me too. We're so sick we can't eat the cake. And Lucille's like, yeah. And then Judy B goes to throw away the two pieces of cake, and she just hides behind the trash can and like stuffs her face full of both of them. And then snatches some random kid's chocolate milk. I felt very relatable to Judy B in that moment. <laughs> I feel like you've seen me take things out of the garbage and eat them. Even like I now. I have not, but what an image. Like maybe not like in like a public place, but like at a park. Like if I was at a party with a bunch of people and like I saw like. I thought you were about to say a, a park. A perfectly preserved like cake with like a bite taken out of it. Out of the trash? If it's just sitting on top of the trash. I feel like you. I feel like you couldn't waterboard this information out of me, dude, and you're just fucking confessing it. I'm not saying I've done it. I'm just saying I, I, I could probably do it. I love cake. <laughs> I like pie more because it's not as rich. All right, so yeah, she goes back to her seat, and Lucille's eating her ice cream at this point, and Lucille's like not eating it like a lady or something. Yeah, because she has like a chocolate mustache. And Judy B's like, oh, you're not eating it like a lady properly. And so she leans over and like starts taking bites out of Lucille's ice cream. Oh, first of all, the teacher is like, Judy B, go sit down. What are you doing? She's like, I'm just sharing. Okay, taking other kids' things and saying it's sharing. But she uh, spills chocolate ice cream all over Lucille's dress. And Lucille loses her mind on Judy B. And she's like, this dress was $95 from New plus York City. Plus tax from New York City. And she's like, don't clean it. It's satin. Who buys a five-year-old a satin dress? Rich people. I don't know. And she's like, it's dry clean only. <laughs> so, you, on, so you finally watched. The last episode we recorded was Karate Kid. Um, which it doesn't come out for another like a month or so on the on that feed, but we were talking about Karate Kid, right? Mm -hmm. And 
there's like a scene where like a bunch of rich people are being shitty because the main character is like a poor kid, basically. Sure. And I, in my notes, I wrote these fucking future casseroles and didn't remember it. So when I was reading my notes out loud to Matthew, I said that and he goes, huh? I was like, I don't know. I guess I was pretty hungry after that. <laughs> <laughs> I said fucking future casseroles. <sighs> so that's how I feel about them. I want to eat, eat Luzeel's grandma. Um, I think I, I think it would be it'd feel better if it came out that she was actually not rich and just buying her like knockoff shit. Oh, that'd be so funny. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so then it gets to they're on the bus, right? Yes. And they're heading home, and Jim's talking about how he's having his birthday party. Yes, because Jim is also having a birthday. It's yes. Saturday. And he's like, he's like, oh, last year, my birthday was clowning around. And... Uh, they had two live clowns from the circus. Two live clowns from the circus. And Judy B's like, well, I don't care. She's like, I don't even like clowns. She's like, they're not good people. The clowns are not normal people. <laughs> <laughs> she is like, like scary and not just like a scary, threatening against these clowns. Dude, yeah, we learned last last book we read that she really hates clowns. <laughs> You're gonna die, clown. You seen that Adam Sandler movie? No. Well, the other late twenties, early thirties millennials that are listening will get that reference. <laughs> But um, and he's like, I'm gonna have a petting zoo. It's old MacDonald themed. Old MacDonald themed. <laughs> and and she's like, well, I. He's like, he's like, there's gonna be pony rides, and she's like, well, actually, I watched a documentary on ponies, and they'll buck you off and stomp you to death. So I wouldn't even come to your stupid dumb party in a jillion billion years. And he's like, good, you weren't invited. And she's like, yo. She's like, I'm bringing every invitation, bringing invitations to everyone in room nine, except not you. And then that's when she's like butthurt and she's like, yo, but like, you're going to give me an invitation, right? Because she's like, I don't think I hate ponies that much. And he's like, you're not invited. Did you think that Jim was in the wrong here? No, not really. I mean, he was being an asshole to her. Yes, he. But then he she started. Was like, he started being an asshole first to her for no reason. Yes, and then she's like, "I don't like your party." And then he's like, "Okay, then don't come." And that's when she got butthurt about it. Yeah. But then, like, she starts to like tear up, and Grace is really sweet. And lets her sit next to the window, even though it's Grace's turn to sit next to the window. Yeah, because she keeps like poking him on the head, trying to like give him compliments and stuff, and he's like, "No." He's like, "Go away." He's like, "You're not invited." And then uh, when she gets home, she's very slumping. Very slumping. It's when your shoulders are sad and your head can't hold up that good. <laughs> <laughs> and again, she's like goes there and she needs Grandma Miller's attention. And she's doing, she's like taking the baby and like, you know, taking care of it. And Junie B. Joe is just pissed about it. She's like, he's not even sleeping. His eyes are wide awake. And she's like, okay, but like he needs to go to sleep. And she, he's like, just hold his eyes closed. <laughs> so she gets she gets upset and runs to her room and hides under the covers because it's very muffy down there. Yes. 
And you can't, and people can't hear her when she complains about things. Yeah, and then she lists off all the stuff I hate: that meanie Jim, clowns, <laughs> old MacDonald had a farmer, rabbits, burros, ponies, and guess what? We didn't actually need a baby at this house. Only no one even consulted me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, what the fuck? I don't know. Uh, Rowan did not have this much issues with Gwen. No. They only like recently started to bicker at all. And it's because Gwen doesn't know how to share. And she hits. Yeah. Grandma comes in and says like, hey, I told your mom what happened at school. And she's like, Judy wants mom to fix it because she wants to go. And Grandma Miller doesn't have the emotional intelligence to talk to her about this. Right. <laughs> Because that's just what it seems, honestly. Because her mom gets home and she's like, oh, hey, mom. She's like, we need to go shopping because we're going to have my birthday party Saturday instead. So they'll come to my birthday party and not his. Before that, Grandma Miller says, he's just trying to get your goat. <laughs> which I haven't heard since like my grandpa said it for like 20 years ago. <laughs> no one says that anymore. I don't even know what that means. It means like. I know, um, like pulling your leg, basically, like no, it means like irritating you or yeah, like it's like getting you a reaction purpose, out like, of you. I, uh, why? It's like what I do to you constantly. But like, why getting the goat? I don't understand. Uh, maybe. How does that make sense? Do you want me to Google it? Not right this moment. Oh, later, later in bed. That's our that's later. our pillow talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, honey, tell me about the goat. <laughs> You're really into, like, Don't Mess With The Zohan. Um, it's another Adam Sandler movie. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> he, like, plays, like, a Middle Eastern guy. Oh. He either plays a Middle Eastern guy or he's, like, from the Middle East. I don't I don't know. I can't really remember. But he's, like, a hairdresser, and that's his whole thing. But there's, like, a goat, and it's a character. I, don't... I shouldn't. I don't need to explain this 2006 movie to you right now. It's no Joe Dirt, okay? We'll say that. I've not seen either of those movies, so I don't <laughs> well, know what's going on. Well, you're going to watch Joe Dirt eventually when, when Robert comes on the podcast. So. Um, but then they argue about a goat, and then Mom comes home, like you said. <laughs> and so she's, like, convincing her, trying to convince her to get party supplies, and your mom's her mom's like, you can't have your birthday party Saturday. Your birthday's in June. And she's like, well, that's too late. And her mom's like, yeah, but you can't just, like, change your birthday. And Judy B's like, why does it matter? Nobody in room nine knows when my birthday is anyway. So I think we could pull it off. So I think we could pull it off. <laughs> that was such a kid thing to say. <laughs> that that line. Yes. And her mom just laughs. And the parents are being, like, the most normal and attentive to her in this book out of all of the other books that we've read. And it's not working because they've never done it before. <laughs> straight, straight up. Yeah. I mean, this is her first, like, real case of bullying. I mean, he is bullying her. Yeah. Whether she was or she was also mean to him, but, like... Right. That's that's a, pr a pretty awful thing to do. Like, she doesn't understand. Right. She doesn't understand what hate means or anything. Like, she doesn't actually hate this kid. They're just dumb... They're just dumb little jackasses. Yeah. Um, and the chapter ends with them saying Grandpa Miller called and there wasn't a goat. 
Oh, yeah. And also the dad instantly got irritated with her and was like banging his head on the table. That was in the morning, yeah. That happens a couple times in this book where an adult bangs their head on a table. Barbara was in a mood when she was writing this one. And then in the morning, she uh, Junie tells her mom that she's moving, so she can't go to school. Right. Because she's moving to... It's a small world at Disney. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, because he says, that would be a happy place to live, don't you think? Daddy looked at me a real long time. Then he put his head down on the table, and he started knocking it on the edge. Mother pulled him up from there. They went to the hall and did more whispering. And then uh, Grandpa Miller calls and says that he, she can come over to his house Saturday and help him with some tool, some some chores because he needs a fixer helper. Is that what he calls it? Yeah. A little helper. little helper. She's like, I guess so. And he's like, I'm fixing the upstairs toilet. And what? she's like, well, are you going to take the lid off and flush it uh, lots of times? And the ball is going to go up? Why is she obsessed with a toilet? I don't know, man. I guess, have you ever seen the inside of a toilet? Yeah, it's gross. To a five-year-old, I guess it would be cool. I guess that she didn't have the internet. Yeah. This was before the, the horrific, majestic landscape of the internet. Then she makes a note to say that her mom drove her to school because she came home from work because her mom was worried about her getting, you know, like... Bullied on the bus. Which is valid. And then they fight with putting clothes on, and there's this ridiculous picture where her face is so tiny. <laughs> she's fighting to put on pants. Yeah. Which she's way too old to be doing that. Right. Also, she's very much old enough to dress herself. Yeah. I mean, her tights, I could understand maybe having some trouble getting her tights on, but like, she's five. She can dress herself. Uh, and then they get to school and sh- and her mom's like, just don't, just pretend you don't care when he talks about it. And she goes, okay, I'll try. And then she gets there and Lucille and Grace are immediately like flaunting her invitations in front of her. And she's like, aw. She actually puts, she screams, I can't hear you over and over again like a psycho. Um. And then she steals Crybaby Williams' invitation. Yes. And she gets in trouble with the teacher because of it. Mm-hmm. Because Crybaby William tattled. And I'm like, uh, okay, first off, dude. Yeah, you picked Crybaby William out of everybody. And also, why wouldn't he tell him? I don't know. And, and so she got sent to the principal's office. No, this is she doesn't get sent to the principal's office here. She does something else that gets sent to the principal's office. Because when she's in class, she talks about the indoctrination, which is the Pledge of Allegiance. And then she goes on to talk about how, like, Lucille's my bestest friend. And then we got to do everything together so you can't go to your party. Um, oh, yes, because they're twins. Yeah. And then she gets yelled at by Mrs. By Mrs. again because she's, like, standing up and screaming. And uh, Jim is, like, yelling, just being rude to her. So she grabs Jim's head and like twists it back towards the front of the classroom because he's looking at her and like mocking her or whatever he's doing yeah and she gets sent to the principal's office for that which is valid (laughs) 
Looking for a new D&D podcast? Well, look no further. The Encounter Table is a D&D 5e comedy podcast about four unfortunate teens taken by an evil dark wizard and thrown into his own sick and twisted game of Dungeons and Dragons. New episodes come out every other Wednesday. But that's enough of me, though. Let's meet the cast and characters. Jordan Make as Clarissa Coldshore. I think we should do a team vote. Who thinks we should go get potions? Raise your hand. Verbally. Verbally raise your hand. <laughs> Luke Godfrey as Scott Travis. Yeah, be scared, bitch! Fuck, my voice just cracked so hard. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. America's DM, Mike Galato. Dex... Is like petting. Who just fucking shit their pants. I swear. <laughs> Guys, I, 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 who was that? I, I need to. I need to run off real quick. I'll be right back. <laughs> no way. Did Otto really actually just shit himself on himself. record? Joe LaJoyce has pressed an Adeline. I feel like I could die. <laughs> <laughs> and myself, Brandon Hall, as Dex Turner. We'll see you soon over at the encounter table. This one goes out to my stepson. Uh, we've been in the same vagina under different circumstances. So uh, here it goes. Principal is the boss of the school. He lives at the office. I'll have to go there when I'm unruly. Unruly is the school word for not being ruly. (laughs) (laughs) There is a typing lady there. She isn't allowed to smile. (laughs) Fucking, I want to say accurate like 50% of the time. You know there's that one office lady that never fucking smiles. And then there's that one office lady that's like the goat. Yeah, she's like super nice. Yes. Yeah, it was like that through my basically my entire career. I don't remember the office ladies at kindergarten. I mean, in elementary school. But in middle school, I was an office helper. Oh. My 6th, 7th, and 8th grade year. I was pretty cool. Um, you sound like it. Yeah. Um, I really just did it because I didn't have any friends. When or when would you even be an office uh, helper? Study hall. You had study hall in middle school? Yeah. Weird. I had two study halls. We had two study halls in middle school. And I think you could take like electives, but I never did that because some of them cost money and I didn't want to make my parents pay Our more. electives were mandatory and you didn't well, get to pick We had mandatory them. ones, but like there was just like extra stuff you could take. Oh. But I would spend the first one reading in the library all the time. That's like where I developed my love of reading. Um, Why I read that, like, remember that book I told you about of like, the kit they like to like fix overpopulation and the abortion problem they just were like oh we'll just wait till they're 16 or 17 and then take them apart piece by piece and they never die so it's fine that's why i read that book (laughs) that changed my life Uh, that book altered (laughs) altered your brain chemistry it had to have if i still remember it yeah there's other books i read that i don't remember but anyway so i would do that um 
So she tells Judy B to sit in the blue plastic chair, and she's like, I can't. That's where the bad kids sit. And she's like, sit down. She made her face look scary. And then she started like pulling her shirt up, which was pulling her skirt up. And then she's like, put your skirt down. And she's like, I have tights on. She's like, yeah, only I'm allowed to because I have tights on. And then the principal comes out and like knows it's her. And she's like, how did you know? You can't see my face. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of like, uh, Rowan will, will hide like under a blanket, but like the whole top of his head is sticking out. And he's like, can you see me? <laughs> yep. Little kid logic, man. It's beautiful. Uh, and then she's like, okay, tell us your side of the story. Like, he actually, like, asks for her side of the story this time. Right. And she tells it, and he goes, mm, okay. Uh, and he leaves and goes, asks, and goes, gets Jim. And then Jim tells his side of the story. And we find out that Jim was supposed to invite Junie because his mom said so. Right. And he made Jim apologize to her. And give her an invitation. Because this era, you weren't even... If you passed out invitations, you were supposed to hand them to every kid. From what I remember. Yeah, I think it's still like that. Um, schools don't even allow you to pass out invitations anymore. Really? Mm-hmm. Why? Because the kids wouldn't listen and only pass it to their friends. So now you, if you want to have a birthday party and invite people, you have to do it over like Facebook or Is get that, all of the parents' in numbers. Our school district now? Our school, the school district the kids are in now, you're not allowed to pass out invitations. Interesting, I didn't know that. You're, you're not allowed to hand them to the kids, you have to hand them to the parents. Seems more appropriate. I get it. And then like Jim apologizes and gives her one. And Junie's excited. She's like, oh yeah, I get to be included with everybody else. Which is why she wants to go. She doesn't actually want to go to this party. <laughs> she just doesn't want to be left out. So then... Uh, it's called FOMO. Yes, I know it's called FOMO. Her mom takes her to the store and is like, you need to pick out a present for Jim. And so she like picks out this. She's like, we should get him a toilet scrubber. <laughs> She's also like, we don't buy him a present. I don't like him. <laughs> She's like, if you're going to go to the party, you're going to buy him a present. She's like, how about a toilet scrubber? And her mom's like, no. It's like, oh, this cool tool belt. And her mom's like, no. She's like, you're just going to want to keep it and it's going to be an issue later today. And Junie B's like, it's not. I promise. And her mom's like, okay. As long as you promise. And so they get home. It's just a real tool belt? Yeah. You never had one of those? Uh-uh. It's like a kid-sized tool belt with like little kid-sized tools, but they're real tools. That's why I was confused because at, at this point she gets home and she starts playing with it. And uh, she like she fucks up her bear, and then she like then her parents are coming, so to give her a bath, which she doesn't want to take. Yeah, she's like, it's Saturday. Saturday is my dirty day. Which is oh, oh really? I don't like that. I don't like. It. <laughs> I don't like the name naming it dirty day. <laughs> it just doesn't. It sounds. It sounds bad. Whatever it is. <laughs> Like she just caked in mud. <laughs> just caked in mud and only she washes stinks. dirty dare, uh, dirty dancing, dirty Harry. <laughs> She's like sticky with jelly. <laughs> she only reads the comic panels of the co- Charlie Brown where there's the pig pen kid in it. Do you know her hands are always sticky? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. 
And she's you're one like, of those yeah, she has, kids. yeah, you call those jam hands. I, they are jam hands. Uh, um, she's one of those kids that like gets sticky under their chin. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. When they like just like eat and let it run down their chin, and then they're just like perpetually sticky. Ugh. Um, and then it goes back and forth where she's like arguing with her mom about not wrapping it, and her mom comes to get it. So then she nails the door, tries to nail the door shut. <laughs> And she gets she gets yelled at by her parents. Yeah. And her dad's like, "Why would you do that?" And I'm trying to think of like how how much did she damage his door? Probably not a lot. I don't think she's very strong. <laughs> how did she get real nails? I, it comes in the toolkit. Her parents are dumb for letting her play with it. They should have just like left it in the bag and not given it to her. I know. I don't. Or like immediately wrapped it when they got home and put it up. They know they know how she is. They they know she doesn't understand the boundaries. Yeah, she they need like, they need to create the boundaries for her because she's not going to create them herself. She has the worst case of no boundaries. <laughs> like Rowan was Rowan kinda already understood it. I don't know if we just got lucky. Um and like he still struggles with like personal space boundaries, but that is totally. He's normal. just friendly. That I is totally normal. That's a normal kid thing. Yeah. Though. Um, but like that's really the only boundary he crosses. Besides, like occasionally being like, he's starting to get like a little snippy now that he's getting older, which is totally supposed to happen. Right. That's that's a de- that's a good development thing that he's, you know, kind of pushing back a little bit. But like, anytime we've ever like bought a birthday gift for someone else like one of his friends even if he's liked it and we're like you can't have it or putting it in the in in a birthday gift bag or wrapping it or whatever he's not gonna open it and play with it he's like so excited to give it to him usually he's like that kid at a party that sits there in the front and waits for you to open yours patiently and he's so excited yeah and then devastated if the kid doesn't like it <laughs> which hasn't happened but i'm I'm going to cry when it happens because he's going to be crushed. Um, and then she like says that the pressure is building inside her, whatever that means. Because the she party just, is ruining her Saturday. She just doesn't have self-control. Uh, and then they kind of like have a talk to her. They're like, you don't have to go to this thing. Like, They're you like, don't seriously. And her dad's like, well, look at it this way. You don't, if you don't go, you don't got to take a bath. Do whatever you want, and you don't have to give a kid that's mean to you a present. And he's like, <laughs> she's like, but then I will be the only one who doesn't go. And he's like, yeah, you'll be the only kid that doesn't give him a like a gift. You'll be the only kid who doesn't have to deal with it. Because that one was excellent. That's why. That's what she says. And then she's like, well, remember Grandpa Miller invited you over to fix the toilet. And Junie B's like, hell yeah. So they <laughs> Let's take... go fix this shitter. So her mom makes her take the tool belt back. And she's like, sorry. I'm just not responsible enough for this thing yet. <laughs> she tells the guy that she gives it back to. And like, he looks disappointed for her. And he's like, ah, maybe, maybe when you're a bit bigger, kid. She's like, yes. Also, the nails suck. <laughs> and then she they get to her grandparents' house. And he's grandpa's doing the garden, 
And he's like, did you do the toilet yet? Because on the phone, he teased her that if she doesn't come over, that means grandma gets to help him with the toilet. Yes. <laughs> and grandpa says that I've been waiting for you. That's why I haven't done it yet. Yes. And that was very sweet. I thought that was very sweet. Right. It's one of the first times in the in this series where I'm like, why are they like being good? All of a sudden? Yeah, like they weren't ever really that bad. It was just like... They had no patience for her at all. I don't know if that's like the point. Like that's what she's trying to like show, maybe. Maybe. For like the parents. Maybe she it. realized that they were being super dismissive to her all the time. Yeah. Because it makes sense that like the teachers being like that and then like her classmates and like the principal and stuff. Because they deal with so many kids. Right. Doesn't make it right, but no. it. Yeah. Because um, even like really good teachers are accidentally dismissive to the kids sometimes. Just because it's. They're dealing with like 18 kids at a time. That's a lot. Right. Um, yeah, then they go up and we get a picture of her touching the, the bobbly boo in the toilet. <laughs> and and then the, the, the book ends with her saying, and guess what, Grandpa? And he, she leans in and whispers, I still would like a goat. Because <laughs> <laughs> they, they say you're really something to each other. You're really something. <laughs> and it ends. And then there's an, an advertisement for the next book. Yeah. Which is called Handsome Warren. Loves Handsome Warren. Handsome Warren. I don't know who that is. And that's how it ends. What'd you think? I like this one. I think this is the best one we've read so far. I think this is the best one we've read so far. Um, I think we'll just stick with the 10 out of 10. I keep forgetting to go back and scrub it, but I think we've done most of them 10 out of 10, and we have done a few out of five. <laughs> so I let's mean just... the same thing, kind of. I know, but 10 out of 10 is just kind of like more exciting. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say I'm going to give, I think I'm going to give this one an 8 out of 10. I was going to say 8.3 out of 10. Like, it, I think there's going to be better ones. I think the first grade ones are probably a little bit better. You know what I mean? I'm excited for Peep in my pocket. Yeah, I like that one. That one gives me big nostalgia, but I'll talk about that when we get to Peep in my pocket. <laughs> and I don't even know what number that is, 13 or something? I don't know. Um, well, yeah, so we did that. We did do that. Uh, the next book we're reading is was voted on by our patrons. Yeah. And it was, well, it's going to be. They, the one they decided on was Baby, was it Little Sister? Babysitter Little Sister. Babysitter Little Sister, number one, Karen's Witch. Yes. And it's from like 1988 or something. Like. Yes. I... We, we have like an original copy of it. Yeah. Yep. So we'll post a picture of that when we read it because like it's like the classic like trade paperback 80s book did they ever reprint those yeah like here let me i'm gonna show you live right now okay i want to see a modern one it's not good because you know how there's just a style of kids chapter books now how they look yeah like they lost like they lost some realism and they're all kind of cartoony-ish. I don't even know if that's what I'm saying because this one's kind of cartoony. But they just lost like, I don't know if it's like heart, if that's what I'm trying to say. Oh, I don't, 
really like that. That's very sad and very disappointing. Yeah, it's like it looks like it like loud house art, but not as good. Yeah. Look it up. It does not look very very good. Um, but either way, uh before we get into the ending stuff here, we wanted to thank our patrons over at patreon.com slash readingism for kids. Yeah. Those lovely, dovely, bovely people are Nat and Kai. Yes. Thank you so much for supporting. Yeah. We're besties and we're... Y- you know what? Y'all can have the the metaphorical goat. As Junie wouldn't. <laughs> uh, but if you want to uh, follow us on Twitter, we are at Readingism for Kids. Uh, join our Discord. It's called Dispersed Audio. Uh, links are in the description for that. Hop in there. There are sections for this show and the other shows on the Dispersed Audio Wing of the Encounter Co. Network, which we are graciously a part of. Go check out all the other shows on the network, like The Encounter Table, Grim Encounters, Reading Isn't for Kids, So You Finally Watched, Customer vs. Service, uh, Don't Tap the Glass. Go listen to them. They're all lovely. All of the people are fantastic, and I want to give them all hugs and firm handshakes, depending on their preference. Ooh. And I have two. We have two other shows. Uh, the one of them is So You Finally Watched, which is where me and our friend Matthew watch and review a movie that the other hasn't seen. Uh, this week, uh, the movie that went up was Air, the nineteen eighty eight, the nineteen eighty movie Airplane, which was my first time. It's like a satirical comedy pretty good it like mostly held up which i was very impressed by and the one we watched i mean i'd seen airplane already so yeah the one we watched previous was uh, ace ventura which didn't hold up no and then we watched fight club which was so fucking good i didn't watch it with you so that was like i wish you would have skipped ace ventura (laughs) i also wish i would have skipped ace ventura (laughs) i feel like i'm never gonna forget that i feel like those of you who have only seen ace ventura like a long time ago are like I like Ace Ventura, and it wasn't that bad. Uh, don't rewatch it. Just, just watch. Just, just watch. Just believe us. <laughs> just watch the funny clips on YouTube. Um, and then our other show, Grim Encounters, is what. Our other show, Grim Encounters, is so much fun. We play chill, third edition, and we're safe envoys in Chicago fighting monsters. We're fighting monsters, and that's with our uh very good friends. Uh, Shane and Robert, and it's a lot of goofy, scary, chilly fun. Hell yeah! And then I, then we just got to end it with a joke. Uh, so for real, if you fucking mansplain this one to me, I am going to step on me. I am going to Kermit the Frog live. I don't know what that means. Let's see. I don't think you do. You know what the band the Monkeys are? Yes. I don't. So I'm not gonna tell any of those. What the jokes. fuck? Hey, hey, we're the monkeys. We wow. just like monkey it's like if I was like, do you know who the Beatles are? Hey, hey, we're the Beatles. <laughs> it's the monkeys. They are were a band and they had their own fucking TV show called The Monkeys. I'm sorry. I'm trying. Uncultured. I, I am. That's why I started that movie podcast. So what do rock stars think is hard to beat? Hard to beat? Yeah. What do rock stars think is hard to beat? Eggs. 
a broken drum. Oh. Do you get it? Because like drums Stop. is like you got like you you hit it to make sound, but if it's broken, you can't hit it because it's broken. So, well, you just didn't laugh. I just <laughs> the monkey. <laughs> hey, we're the monkeys. What's another song by the monkeys? I can't remember another fucking monkey song. All I remember is "Hey, hey, we're the monkeys." Oh, it's called the banana split. What? The, the their other song is called the banana split. Oh, That's yeah. not in the book. I just made that one up. I mean, maybe. Do you get like banana splits like an ice cream, but also split is a dance. I'm glad that when we end the podcast, we don't have People to actually like each other. People think you're funny for real. They do think I'm funny, though. They think you're weird? funny for real. Isn't that weird? I think it's fucking I think it's weird. fucking weird. Look at that big ass ant. <laughs> this is the biggest ant I've ever seen in my entire life. That is a fat boy. It's an ant with two T's. That's disgusting.